wait. Tell your doctor to refer you to Titan MRI or call them today at 672-6644. To Inside the Huddle with former Gator QB Shane Matthews, WRUF Steve Russell, and the Hall of Famer, the head ball coach Steve Spurrier. The Gators have won the ball game Inside the Huddle is brought to you by Crime Prevention Security Systems and Titan MRI. Now, let's head to the studio with Shane, Steve, and the HBC, Steve Spurrier, on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And we welcome you to the first, the initial, the debut of our Inside the Huddle uh, show slash podcast for the 2020 football season. I'm Steve Russell. It is my pleasure to be in the middle of uh, two guys that know a lot about this sport. The head ball coach, Steve Spurrier, and the Gator QB, Shane Matthews. Fellas, good to have you back. Uh, It's different, but we're here, and we're going to talk some football. I guess that's a good thing. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's a little early, Steve. Those first few football (laughs) games are not, I think, what college football is going to be about this year. But anyway, Marshall looked awfully good, and then, of course, Brigham Young last night looked good. Uh, the other team didn't look very good. Uh, but anyway, the big games are starting really two weeks from this Saturday, so we still got some time before the SEC guys kick it off. You know, one of the things I think if you look at what's happened around the country because of COVID, guys, some teams in the SEC, some teams across the country have had to either cancel practices, quarantine kids, test them. Some kids have opted out, but that has not knock on wood, affected Florida. Florida has been very, very good in terms of next to no positive cases, staying healthy, and continuing to practice. That could pay dividends down the road. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird situation, but from what I've been told, that you know these the athletes here on the Florida team get tested two to three times a week, and they're kind of in their own little bubble. Um, I believe most of them are taking online classes, so they're not actually within the student body, and you know, it's basically that short period of time you're asking 18 to 22 year old kids. You know, when when there's so much temptation out there. You know, once practice is over, go back to your apartment, your dorm, wherever you're living, and just stay there. Don't go out and mingle with the student body because right now, it seems like everybody's bought in, and and Coach Mullen and his staff, the the players have been pretty good since early mm-hmm. July. Yeah, obviously Coach Mullen and the staff have done a super job and the strength coach and the trainer and everybody. But then it takes that senior leadership or older guys, guys who've played a lot, uh, that tell the younger guys, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to stay clean. We're not going to get that bug, that virus, and get it spread on the team. We're not going to get it. We're going to try to have a big year because we know we've got a chance for something special to happen this year. So uh, I think our team is, is ready to play, and uh, we still got two weeks to go, two and a half weeks, I guess, and then hopefully we'll be really ready to go. You know, something Coach just said, though, Coach, I, I think you're, you're spot on. The fact that Florida's expectation level is so high, the fact that I think the team understands this could be pretty special if we do things right, I think that plays into the behavior, don't you think? Well, I'd hope so. Uh, you know, it's – like I said, it's difficult for 18 and 22 year olds when there's so much going on, especially when students come back, you know, sorority parties, whatever it may be, um, that everybody buys in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we saw what happened at Tennessee. I think they had to cancel a scrimmage because 44 players. Now we don't, I don't know if 44 were tested positive. I think it was more of a 
uh, cautionary exposed. Yeah, yeah. Be, being being uh, very careful. Careful. Yeah. So, uh, but but you're right. Florida has a chance to have a, a really good year, regardless of what else is going on in the country. They're still going to have a 14 playoff, and we have an opportunity to make it. All right, let's do our play of the week. It's brought to you by Campus USA Credit Union. You can put some star power to work in your financial life with Campus USA Credit Union. I, I'm going to start this. It, it's not a play, but you know, in watching Army football, okay, over the years, they hardly throw it a lick, but boy, they run it, and they played Middle, Middle Tennessee has been pretty good. Army ran for 340 yards against Middle Tennessee. So not while it's not a play of the week, they had a lot of plays that ran, and they ran successfully, and they shut them out. So that's mine. That's my Army Black Knights, 42 points, 340 yards, play of the week. <laughs> the run of the week. That's right. <laughs> Runs of the Runs week. Of the week. <laughs> yeah, Army, uh, obviously very good at that uh, triple option stuff. Of course, Navy runs it also, but uh, looks like... Not as successfully. <laughs> maybe Army's personnel is a lot better than Navy this year. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, they were very impressive, and uh, they were on the field almost, what, 40, 45 minutes of the 60, I think. Somebody said they made 13 of 15 third downs, I think I heard. So uh, they, they were out there the whole ball game. Coach Stockstill, he didn't have to worry about calling many ball plays. No. <laughs> they couldn't stay on the field. And when you play those triple option teams, you know, you can yeah, maybe score quick, but then they're going to have the ball eight or nine minutes sometimes. So uh, sometimes you need to let your defense rest. I know that was in the back of my mind a lot of times is, hey, let, we got to stay out there a while. We can't just go three and out and say defense go hold them. So uh, – but anyway, the triple option, every offense can be stopped and every defense can be attacked if you've got the personnel and the, and the right plays and so forth. And I think another, if you want to call it plays of the week, guys, did you see Marshall's quarterback pretty yeah. impressive? Yeah, he was a redshirt freshman, um, threw some beautiful deep balls, some post routes, mm-hmm. and you know Dallas Baker is their wide receiver coach. Uh, I, I thought offensively they looked very good. Now, it was, it was against Eastern Kentucky, but heck, he, was, he still got, had to go out and mm-hmm. execute. Yeah, Marshall's got super tradition up there. They really do. After that horrible uh, plane crash way back in the 70s, I think it was, uh, they've rebuilt. Uh, They've won a couple of those uh, national championships in their division. In fact, Eric Kresser, uh, back up to Danny Warfel, went up there and won one. And then Chad Pennington, another one of their QBs, uh, his team won one a few years later. So they got wonderful tradition at Marshall. They love football there, and that, that's why they're successful every year. Yep, Doc Holliday up there too, mm-hmm. uh, one-time Gator assistant. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do some uh, questions of the week for the ball coach, brought to you by Davis Chevrolet, your premier North mm-hmm. Central Florida dealer of Chevrolet, Mazda, and Cadillac. And from this point forward in the season, if you have questions, for Coach Spurrier, you can send them to questions at insidethehuddlehbc.com. So questions at insidethehuddlehbc.com. Here we go, Coach. Um, how do you think Dan, Dan Mullen is doing as the head coach of the Gators? Oh, I think we're doing very well. What have we won? We've won 21 in two years, something like that, 11 and 10. Uh, we're doing very well. Uh, obviously, uh, Coach Mullen and uh, Coach Todd Grantham and all those guys, they want more, though. I mean, we didn't come here just to uh, to win a whole bunch of games and win some good bowl games, so they, uh, that's that's really good. Uh, but we got to beat those Bulldogs. They all know that. We all know that. Uh, that's the next step, and uh, hopefully that's going to happen this year. Another one for you, Steve. With the attendance policy just announced, 
How's that going to affect the performance of the players and the game? Mm-hmm. I think what's fair for one team is fair for the other. I don't think it'll be a huge deal uh, once they get accustomed to uh, not real loud noises all the time. They'll they'll just go play. Uh, I, I know the golfers, maybe they had to adjust a little bit. You know, there was nobody screaming and yelling when they made long putts uh, the last month or two. And I think uh, the football players on both teams will adjust to that. What will be interesting, we'll be able to hear everybody's snap count chain. And sort of interesting may be the fans that <laughs> most teams do a little something different. We all, you know, there's different ways of saying hut, hut. <laughs> so uh, the, the announcer, the noise level, we'll be able to hear the, the other team's snap count, I think. Uh, is it going to be a Heisman ceremony this year or will it be virtual? I, my guess is going to be virtual. I haven't heard an official announcement yet about that or the College Hall of Fame. I, I know the, the voting's in, and it may have to be virtual, or it may be one of those deals where we'll double up next year. I'm not sure what they've, they've got planned right now. I was lucky enough to get in the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame. Uh, we were supposed to have it this past April, and, of course, that got postponed. And I think what they're going to try to do next year is have a double a double Hall of Fame uh, class, and uh, and that's probably a good way to do it. Yeah, boy, it's just so many things have had to change because of COVID. Um, heard advertisements for the Spurrier Gridiron Grill mm. meet and greet tomorrow. Tell us about that. Yeah, Steve, uh, Freddie Weeby and the guys will be out there. Drew Johnson, our, our general manager of, of the restaurant, uh, We'd like to interview people to work there, Uh, bartenders, cooks, chefs, uh, waitress, whoever, servers. And uh, it's going to be from 9 to 5 tomorrow, Wednesday, September the 9th. And you need to register up. You can register by going to spuriersdraft.com and get a a time slot. You know, with this social distance, we got every 10 minutes, we got an interview set up. So we're going to be there just about all day. So hopefully they can give you that time to be there exactly. And, you know, you get you 10 minutes and, and, then, uh, and then you can move on. We won't have a crowd of people waiting to get interviewed. So go to SpuriersDraft.com and uh, get you an interview time tomorrow from 9 to 5. I'll be out there a little bit uh, making sure Freddie and the guys are doing what they're supposed to do. <laughs> but, uh, no, they, uh, we got a super uh, group that's running this restaurant, and uh, we, we're looking forward to it opening in March, March of next year. Just going to ask you, how's the construction coming? So March will be what you're looking at? Yeah, March. Uh, the construction's right on pace. Uh, we're hoping the virus is pretty much gone by then. Who knows? Uh, I know we're all hoping and praying that vaccine will get here soon and uh, we can get back to some normalcy uh, hopefully next year sometime real soon. All right, those are the questions of the week brought to you by Davis Chevrolet, your premier North Central Florida dealer of Chevrolet, Mazda, and Cadillac. And again, if you have questions in the future as we do our Inside the Huddle podcast and show, you can send your questions to questions at insidethehuddlehbc.com. We'll take a break, come back, much more to come as the We've got some college football, although limited, to talk about. We'll look ahead a little bit as well. Stay with us as our Inside the Huddle continues. 
Everybody out there listening has a great understanding of sports, and that means we all know that injuries are inevitable, and they can sometimes cause lots of stress in our lives. So that's why Titan MRI wants to make the process of finding out what's wrong as easy as possible. Their entire mindset is helping you get better, and they'll even have your scan read same day. Located right in the heart of Gainesville off of Newberry Road, access is awesome. No long walks from a parking garage. You can just walk right in and smile, knowing that Joe and the crew at Titan MRI are going to get you all fixed up. Uh, hey everybody, Steve Spurrier here. Uh, we're opening Spurrier's Gridiron Grill in Celebration Point right here in Gainesville. We need five-star recruits to fill the positions. I'm inviting you to come one-on-one with a meet and greet with our management team September the 9th at Hotel Indigo Celebration Point and learn all about our job opportunities with the restaurant. That's September the 9th. We plan to meet at Hotel Indigo at Celebration Point. See you there. This is Steve Spurrier inviting you to visit Davis where you can find the perfect car, truck, or SUV that you're searching for. Why would you go anywhere else but Davis Gainesville Chevrolet for new or pre-owned vehicle? Their huge volume means the lowest price for you. Get pre-approved in seconds. Davis Gainesville Chevrolet has a variety of financing options that will get you into a new vehicle in no time. And if it's a pre-owned vehicle that you're looking for, Davis has the best variety and largest selection of used trucks, cars, and SUVs in the area. If you're searching for a pre-owned vehicle, that you can trust, stop searching. A vehicle from Davis is one that you can trust. And you can trust that when you step onto the lot, you'll see tons of variety with stock cars that are built to last. At Davis Gainesville Chevrolet, their goal is to earn your business for life. From the moment you begin your search to the time you get a big old smile on your face in your new ride heading home, this family-owned and operated dealership will treat you the right way, and you'll walk away with the best deal in town. Davis is the place for you. This is Shane Matthews. Thank you for listening to Inside the Huddle with myself, Steve Russell, and the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier. For more Gator insight, interviews with Gator greats, and a wide range of sports media, make sure you check out my podcast, Pot Up with Matthews in the Morning. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or watch live on Facebook and YouTube, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Pot Up with Shane Matthews in the mornings from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., Monday through Fridays. He's a Gator legend. I was riding as a passenger in my friend's vehicle. Yeah, a fellow ran a stop sign and we T-boned him. Had neck and shoulder and knee injuries and didn't know what to do. And I remember seeing one of Jeffrey's ads. So I gave him a call. He explained everything to me. I can go see him and everything was done. Everything was taken care of. Don't waste your time with anybody else. Go see Jeffrey. Melden Law, where you matter most. Offices in Gainesville and Ocala. We are your home for Tampa Bay Buccaneers football. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. And now, more of Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Worry less with crime prevention security systems by preventing package theft with their doorbell camera. Contact them today at cpss.net. Welcome back to our Inside the Huddle for today. By the way, if you have a question for um, the gentleman here, you can call us on the Campus USA call line, 392-8255. That's the Campus USA call line, 392-8255. We'll take a call if you have one for the head ball coach or for Shane Matthews. And our producer today, Seth Harp, will uh, take care of that. All right, we have uh, now 
a look at our team of the week brought to you by Celebration Point, the future home of Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. Celebration Point, where Gators come to celebrate. Shane, I'll start with you. Who's your team of the week? Oh, goodness. Uh, gosh. Well, we're probably going to have multiple of the same guys, but, yeah. but, but I'm going to have to go with you, Steve. I, I thought what Army did in Middle Tennessee State was very impressive. That's mine. And, and you know what? Todd Munkin uh, has done a really nice job since coming to Army. Um, they've been pretty good. Uh, they had not beaten Navy in a while, and they've kind of made that a little bit uh, more even. And it's also one of the most beautiful stadiums to go to in the fall, Mikey Stadium in Army. So I'm with them. Coach, mm-hmm. what do you got? Okay, I'll go with uh, the Brigham Young team and Coach Kalani. Kalani is uh, a Hawaiian guy that uh, does an excellent job of having those those players ready to play. Uh, Brigham Young, you know, the, their players, they can go serve their mission, their Mormon mission, and they got guys 23, 24 <laughs> years old playing. So they got a little edge, uh, and obviously uh, they looked very good uh, last night when they were uh, playing. And uh, – they're, they're a good team. They may win eight games this year. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Brigham Young could easily win seven, eight games or more. You know, it's <laughs> it's funny. Just I'm sure you guys watched some of the football, you know, over the weekend, Marshall, and it still seems odd. It's great to see live football, but it just doesn't have the rhythm yet. And I guess we'll start seeing that, you know, when Florida starts to play and the SEC starts to play in the bigger conferences. But it just hasn't quite – it's great to see it, I don't know that it's gotten rhythm yet. Well, it, the game last night was very odd because there was nobody in the stands. Yeah. At least at Marshall, they had about twelve or 13,000, which their stadium mm-hmm. only seats about 30. So it looked somewhat full. Uh, some of the other games had people in it, but it was it was very strange last night with nobody in the stands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Coach, it, it, it's funny because you have to, you know, if you if you're, have a game early, and we'll talk about some of the games coming up this weekend because Duke gets to play this weekend, right, Coach? Duke goes to Notre Dame. Yeah, they go to Notre Dame, play the Fighting Irish up there. Uh, now, you talk about uh, quarantine and in a bubble. My grandson, uh, Gavin's up there. He's a third quarterback. I think he may do some of the signals. They got two or three signal guys, so he may hopefully make the uh, travel squad. Uh, but anyway, they stay at the, uh, at the hotel right there on campus, uh, right across the street at the golf course. The whole team's out there. And uh, they go, they, I think they bring them their food and so forth, and they back and forth to the practice facility. And, you know, like you say, they test them, I think, a couple times a week at least. So they're, uh, they're, they're ready to play. Now, whatever happens, happens. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens up there at South Bend. Uh, a couple of things I wanted to bring up in just general conversation. Um, would it be different, Steve, coaching now in terms of everything that's out there, you know, trying to keep your kids from going out, and as Shane mentioned, you know, not going to parties and things like that. It, would, would coaching now be much different than, say, when, when you did it? Oh, yeah. It, it's different this year. Yes. This year. Let's say this year. Hopefully it's not going to be forever like this. True. And I think that's what the coaches are telling the players. This is a year we got to be different. We can't go to the parties. We can't go to the frat houses. We can't go to a bar downtown. You can't go to where there's a huge gathering. Just can't do it. We got to all stay clean. We all, and uh, hopefully uh, January or February when it's all over, uh, maybe the, the restrictions will be a, a little looser, but maybe not. I don't know. But we all, we all got to stay clean. And uh, if we can do that, we got a chance to create a memory of a lifetime. Somebody asked me the other day, does the national champ this year really count because the Big Ten's not playing? I said, well, they chose not to play. They could have played. Uh, 
But, uh, yeah, whoever wins it, I guarantee you, they're not going to have any asterisk down there that says, by the way, the Big Ten and Pac-12 didn't play. So there's a lot to play for. And I think that was one reason you talk about players that had a chance to win big championships. Those old high State kids were so downtrot uh, about having this year taken away from them. So uh, some of those other teams uh, that maybe were going to win two or three games, you know, they they don't complain too much. But anyway, you got a chance to create that memory of a lifetime, and I think our Gator players uh, realize this, this could be that chance this year. Shane, I want to ask you both. I asked Coach this uh, a little bit the other day. It's amazing, you know, sometimes if you look back, it last year seems like 50 years ago, doesn't it? With everything that's happened in the last six months. It seems like it's happened a hundred years ago. And Kyle Trask wasn't even the starting quarterback going into the season. As you have watched him, and now they're talking about him maybe being the all-league quarterback and him being a second or third round draft choice in the NFL draft. How amazing is that in just one year to see where he's gone? It's great to see. I mean, he's a guy that was waited his turn, obviously, and, and got it and took full advantage of it. Um, and what's amazing is Kyle Trask thought that this was his last year at Florida. He can come back next year yeah. because of the new rule. Yeah. So, it's you know, you, you talked about this being a weird year and should there be an asterisk. I think there should be whoever wins the national title exclamation points next to their name because coaches and athletes are so structured in everything they do. And it's been a – I don't want to say disaster, but it kind of has been. It's just been in disarray since March. Um, you know, for example, the entire team can't go in the locker room together. They can't get dressed together. Offense has to go in, get dressed, go out on the field, practice field, then the defense goes in. You know, normally after practice is over, guys jog on in, shower, do whatever you got to do before meetings or go home or whatever. You can't do that anymore. You got to take shifts. I mean, it's, and then meetings are different. It's just, it's crazy everything that these kids have to go through now. Steve, have you seen development in Kyle Trask? And let, let me throw, you know, sometimes, I, I don't think this really matters a whole lot, but you hear NFL types say this, there was never any tape on Kyle Trask. Well, you know, now there is. But I don't know how much that matters. What have you seen, Steve, in his development? Well, I, I haven't watched him through the summer. And to be honest with you, I have not gone and watched practice. I don't know if they even allow people to come watch practice. Yeah. And I certainly don't want to be a guy standing around. Well, who's that? You know, <laughs> Who's uh, that guy over there? Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah I, I believe. I mean, I wear this mask uh, in the football office over there. We all wear them in. And, uh, I take it off in, when I'm in my office by myself. Sure. But uh, you can't be too safe. So anyway, I haven't seen Kyle, but I've read, and Shane can comment uh, more than I can, that what he's done physically about getting in shape and what he did all summer. Uh, Shane can tell you between his 1990 spring practice and the, the season the next year what all he did to physically be ready to play. And Danny Warfel and all these guys from their freshman, sophomore years, every year that you can get so much better physically, stronger, quicker, avoid people. And I think that's what Kyle has done from what I've read in the paper. Yeah, I don't know if I got much stronger, Coach, in the offseason. Yeah, quicker. Yeah. But, but what, you know, I, I haven't, I'm like Coach, I haven't been to practice either because Can't. they don't, they don't, you're, I mean, you're not on the testing system as they are um but i saw him um before the season started a bunch because he his son my son and, and him hung out a bunch together went fishing played golf the thing i noticed the most he, he lost some weight you know i think the one thing that I, one negative thing i want i'd say about kyle is 
his feet it sometimes looked heavy in the pocket, but it looks like to me uh, just not seen him practice, but just in person he's lost some weight and slimmed down a little bit. And I think that will help him. We already kind of did this segment, fellows, but Coach of the Week time brought to you by Miapalatin Cafe, the best Cuban food in Gator Country. You already, Coach, you, you had your BYU guy there, right? Yeah, Kalani, I tell you what, uh, like I said, he's a Hawaiian guy. Those people have such pride and family-oriented, uh, the Hawaiians. I got a chance to coach in the Polynesian Bowl this year. I don't know if I told you it was uh, – it was in like February, first week in February or so, high school all-star game out there. And they have a Hawaiian uh, Polynesian Hall of Fame, they call it. And you'd be surprised how many uh, uh, Polynesians, now it includes the Hawaiian Islands, Samoa, and, and those other islands out there. Uh, so many of them have played in the NFL. There's a, uh, I can't name all of them, of course, but uh, there's a large group. They love football, and they're very dedicated. And uh, the, the high school kids that I had on our team from Hawaii, oh, man, they, they were well-behaved. They did what you said, and they were all in good shape, and they, they enjoy playing the game. Well, I mean, I, I guess my coach of the week is going to have to be Jeff Munkin at uh, Army. Uh, just the thrashing they put on Middle Tennessee State uh, was very impressive. And, you know, I don't even know who the head coach is at Central Arkansas, Steve, but they've already played two games, both yeah. on the road. And whatever they've been doing has been doing it the right way because they haven't had any positive test. Yeah. And they also, mm-hmm. even though they lost the UAB, they scored 35 points. Mm-hmm. Um my coach of the week is a sad one because it's the coach at Southern Miss. Jay Hodge. Yep. One game, they lose to South Alabama, and he's out. And they said it was by you know mutual consent. I have a hard time believing that, but whatever. Mm-hmm. That's You don't often, after one game, see a coach leave. Yeah, something happened. Something happened they don't want anybody to know about. I don't know what happened, but when – Something happens that quickly. Uh, it'll, I guess, will eventually come out. Whatever the reason was. Yeah. Coach of the week brought to you by Miapa Latin Cafe, the best Cuban food in Gator Country. We'll take a break. Come back. Uh, among the things left, our chalk talk segment. Coach going to draw up a play here and tell you what it is and how it works. And we want you to stay with us on Inside the Huddle. Crime Prevention Security Systems has provided security and life safety to families and businesses in Gainesville and surrounding areas since 1975. Their mobile app makes security and home automation easy to use and affordable. With fast access to lighting control, doorbell cameras, and thermostats, crime prevention, security, and so much more. Contact them today, 352-376-1499 or cpss.net. The best Cuban coffee and cuisine north of Miami are located right here in town at Miapa Latin Cafe. Start your day with a delicious Cuban breakfast featuring beef and eggs, stuffed arepas, and their local favorite, cafe con leche. Or join them for lunch and enjoy a classic Cuban sandwich and one of their many freshly squeezed fruit juices and smoothies. And don't forget dinner, featuring their top dishes made with the most authentic ingredients, like arroz con pollo and ropa vieja. Located on 34th Street in Gainesville, US 441 in Alachua, and online at miapalatincafe.com. Miapa, a proud supporter of the Florida Gators. Hi, I'm Coach Steve Spurrier, and I am a member of the Campus USA Credit Union. The Gator Nation has been counting on Campus USA Credit Union for over 80 years. Campus supports the Gators and our community. Campus membership is open to all UF students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Come see why over 100,000 members, like me, count on Campus USA Credit Union. So put some star power to work in your financial life. Visit CampusCU.com and join today. I was in a truck accident. Because of the accident, I've resulted in three back surgeries. 
We saw advertisements on TV, and guess who popped up more often than that? It was Jeffrey. The communication that he provided was so appreciative. He shows his compassion as a human. He assisted us in achieving one of our dreams, acquisition of a home. And we're here today with smiles on our face with the assistance from Jeffrey. Melden Law, where you matter most. Offices in Gainesville and Ocala. When it comes to info technology, things change fast. That's why we're here. From servers to cybersecurity, My IT Masters is your one-stop shop for all your technology needs. So you can focus on your core business, not IT. Our professional staff handles all your network monitoring to make sure you stay connected wherever, whenever. And with service plans based on flat monthly fees, you'll get customized service and support for one affordable price. Small or large business, for all your IT needs, turn to the masters. My IT Masters. From the Draft War Room to the Lombardi Trophy presentation, we are your source for all things football. You are locked into ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier continues right here. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.30 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. At Titan MRI, you'll visit the only locally owned and operated MRI imaging center in town. So call them up. Start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. Welcome back to Inside the Huddle. Again, if you have a question, you can call uh, our uh, Campus USA call line, 392-8255, and uh, we will attempt to answer it for you. Uh, Okay, I know it's very early, but we'll do our top four teams, brought to you by Gators Dockside, where Gators go for good food and good times. With more TVs than anybody, you can always catch the game at Gators Dockside. Shaner, I'll start with you. And Again, we haven't played yet, but... well. I'm, I'm going to be somewhat of an SEC homer here. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have a Clemson in there. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to go Alabama, Florida, and Georgia right now. Okay. And I have Georgia up there. I mean, I, I wasn't high on Georgia even if the quarterback was still going to be there. I mean, I don't think he's going to be a good pro quarterback, honestly. I think this is my personal opinion. I think he probably didn't play very well in some scrimmages and saw that he may not get the starting job. I have no sources on this, but I'm just thinking, you know, and then, then you know, if he if he if he doesn't play as a tra- graduate transfer, and you're sitting on the bench, does that hurt your stock in the NFL? Well, of course it does. So that's just my personal opinion. But I got Florida, Georgia, uh, Alabama. I'm gonna throw Oklahoma in there too. So I got five. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. What are your top four, Steve? Just early here. Yeah, I read something the other day that uh, Alabama. Uh, every year that they didn't like go to the final game or something like that, that they've come back the next year stronger and more determined maybe. So I, I would guess that uh, talent-wise, between Bama and Clemson, uh, it would be – I put Bama on top right now because they're in the SEC. Clemson, uh, they get to play, I think, Notre Dame this year. But other than that, I don't know who will be their toughest challenger. FSU may surprise some people. Who knows? But I'd put those two in there, first and second, Georgia and Florida, Florida, Georgia, either way, uh, third and fourth, and, and go from there. Yeah. Uh, since you brought up Jamie Newman, mm-hmm. um, we saw another v- very, very highly rated draft prospect, an offensive lineman out of Oregon, opt out. Very high draft choice. And we've seen you know, LSU has gotten ripped 
by this. Do you think, fellas, this is a one-year aberration because of COVID-19, or do you think this could be the future, you know, where some players look at, you know, hey, I'm on a team that's not going to be all that good, so I'll opt out and get ready for the draft. Do you think that's that could happen down the road, or do you think it's just this year? Well, I hope it's just this year. You know, you, you mentioned the kid from Oregon. They're not playing football, so right. I would be opting out if I was him, uh, get ready for the draft. But, you know, there's, there's only a handful of guys that you can say, I'm going to be a first-round draft pick. There's so many players that can increase their stock by playing. Um, so that's that's the thing about the Jamie Newman. I, I, do, I just don't see him transli- transitioning into the NFL being a starter quarterback. I could be 100% wrong, just my opinion. And I just think something happened up there that he wasn't going to be the starter, that JT Daniels was going to beat him out. And uh, he decided, hey, there's no reason for me to sit on the bench uh, and kind of be embarrassed about it. I can just uh, yeah. After opt leaving out. Wake Forest, he was a starter there. All his teammates. I don't understand. See how kids can do that. I really don't. Now, if you weren't playing and you had a great guy in front of you, hey, I want to go play somewhere else. I can see that. But when you're the starter at Wake Forest, I don't know if Georgia promised him we're not going to bring anybody else in. Uh, but uh, he should have got that in writing, maybe, because they brought in uh, supposedly a five-star guy, JT Daniel, I guess, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and both of them can't play, I guess, unless an injury would occur. But, uh, yeah, he opted out for whatever reason. But uh, I bet if he had to do over again, he'd say, I think I'd stay at Wake Forest and play with all my teammates. I've, I've been with them at least three years and so forth. But uh, he chose uh, chose to go down to Georgia. You know, at, at Pro Football Focus does a really good job of analyzing tape and, you know, doing all that. And, Shane, it's funny, they like him. Now, they, they don't know that he'll be a first-rounder, but they, they liked his skill set. But it is interesting that how many – I mean, I can't think of somebody who's transferred to a school and then never played, just didn't play. I mean, sometimes you get an injury and you have to get out. Right. But literally and, – and, and I thought Georgia worded it well. You know, he'll always be a bulldog. That's the no, dumbest thing ever. Never no, he won't. He was never a bulldog. Yeah. He didn't play. He was not a bulldog. So, I mean, I get what they have to do in this day and age to appease everybody. He's not a bulldog. He's a demon deacon. So, I'm curious, when he does get drafted, you know how they say so-and-so <laughs> yeah. from whatever school, what yeah. school is he going to be drafted from? Yeah, I like what Dabo, remember the quarterback that left and sat out and went to Missouri. What was his name again? Uh, but uh, he wanted a national championship ring from that year. Dabo said, no, he wasn't on the team when we won it. <laughs> he chose to leave. He could have stayed with the team and, and had the ring, but uh, he left. So that's, I think that's really the way to do it. You know, so much has been placed on, you know, when the season is starting. And, um, Coach, I thought of you a lot when I saw the schedule come out because the front game and the back game, I heard from some Gator fans, oh, man, that first game's on the road. And, it's an early game, and you know how are we going to come out? And then in the end, we got to play Tennessee and Knoxville in December. It might be you know twenty five degrees. Those are excuses. Yeah, you go play the game. I mean, it could be twenty five degrees in Knoxville, but you got to go play the game. I mean, coach, you when you first got here, you you harped on that that this is what we got. Let's go play and win football games. And isn't that the attitude you should have? 
Yeah, that is what uh, you have to have. Uh, I remember when they put the divisions together in 1992, uh, Jeremy Foley made sure we didn't have to go to Kentucky that last game. We actually went up there the last game of 90, but caught a beautiful day, mm-hmm. didn't we, Shane? It was 45, 50 degrees, yeah. sunshine. <laughs> that was a fun game. Uh, Kirk, Kirk Patrick and uh, the guys, and uh, I think Godfrey Miles got a – uh, interception for touchdown that game when we won the SEC that year. But he didn't want to go up there late in the year uh, in bad weather, which, uh, you know, at some point we just got to forget bad weather. It's yeah. all it's all mental. The other guys got to play in bad weather, That's so right. we're, we're playing it also. But uh, it is sort of ironic. The uh, We played Tennessee that last game. They came down here this in the swamp and Travis Stevens ran for 225 yards against us and we had to kick a bunch of little field goals and we got beat. So the last uh, two times, the only two times I think Florida's played Tennessee the last game of the year, we've lost. So we'll have an opportunity to make history up in Knoxville this year. Was that ever a concern to you as a player, Shane? I mean, no. uh, you got to play when the game starts. You can't change it. Here, here's the thing. that Sometimes, you know, the, the time of the game Kind of messes with your your routine. Your yeah, you know it. it mm-hmm. You know when you play that noon game or you're like Florida's playing an eleven o'clock kickoff against Ole Miss when you have to have your pregame meal at seven a.m. It's it's strange, but you, you have to deal with it. You yeah. prepare for it. And I know a lot of fans were complaining. You know when the schedule came out, I think our first three games are noon games, if I'm not mistaken. I know the first two are. First yeah. two. It doesn't really matter now because there's no tailgating. Right. So. People used to complain about the 12 o'clock game because of the tailgating situation. They wanted that 3.30 or that night game so you could tailgate all day. Well, you ain't tailgating. So noon games are, are, are nice. I know you like noon games. Yeah, go home and uh, watch football. You, know, you yeah. get up, you mow the yard, you, you go to the store, grab, grab a sandwich, and go home and sit on the couch and watch the game now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've always liked Because, again, same thing. I go and watch football. That's, mm-hmm. I like to do that. Um, we all know, Coach, I know how much emphasis you put on beating Georgia. It is undoubtedly the most important game of the year. And I know the other conference games count. I'm not discounting them, but that game's two. You know, you beat them, you, you get a two-game edge. You lose, you're two games back. I mean, it, isn't that pretty obvious? Well, we got to beat Georgia. There's no question. I think the year we're expecting, we, we have to beat them. And you think about it, Steve. I don't have the schedule in front of me, but I want to say Georgia, before they play us, they have to play at Alabama, and they have to play Auburn. Right. Mm -hmm. So they could easily have two losses before Mm -hmm. they play us. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. uh, Going back to that noon game thing, uh, Steve, I was asked the other day about how we handled the 11 o'clock games. Uh And uh, what uh, we tried to do when we went to uh, the central time zone uh, is tell our guys, "Don't, don't change your clock. We're going to stay on Eastern time, and we'll let uh, the other team, the Mississippi team, stay on uh, Central. So they'll be playing at 11 o'clock. We'll be playing at 12 o'clock. <laughs> so I like actuality, that. I like that. Yeah, we're going to be playing South Carolina here the second game at 12 o'clock. And if we don't change our clocks, we're playing out there at 12 o'clock. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if that helps or not, but – I never thought football was supposed to be played in the mornings. <laughs> we're supposed to play in the afternoon or night. So, anyway, I told our guys we're playing in the afternoon, so don't worry about it. All right. Ready for your Chalk Talk, Coach? Chalk Talk brought to you by Meldon Law. With over 40 years of experience, Meldon Law, where you matter most. Steve, I'll slide my mic here like we always do. 
and I'll move and it's all yours. Okay, uh, Shane actually uh, had an idea of this. The uh, double pass we threw in the 1994 SEC championship game against Alabama. We were down 23-17 in the fourth quarter. There was a lot of time left. Uh, but we just made a first down. I think Fred Taylor just made a fourth and one. He dove over the pile and squirmed in there somehow. But anyway, so we had first down, and uh, it's the uh, it's called B left slide left nine double pass. Chris Doring is out there at B. Uh, Aubrey Hill is the Y. Uh, as most all of us skaters know, Aubrey passed away a week or so ago, two weeks ago, and. Uh, Aubrey had some kind of blood cancer. They tried to transplant, didn't work very well, and he passed away at age 48. But what a wonderful player, voted captain by his teammates in 94. And this was one of his big plays. And uh, he's in there at tight end. Why? He was the first wide receiver that I, as a coach, put in there at tight end. I, I, one day I said, we're sending out four receivers. Why not get our best four on the field? Aubrey, get in here. You're tight end. He looked at me sort of funny. <laughs> and uh, but then I remember one day he's in there tight end and Danny Orful audible to what we call 60 protection and he had to block the defensive end so he just squirmed in there ball was snapped and he put his hands up like a pass protector and the guy didn't rush he thought something funny was happening and, and uh, so I told all the offensive linemen now that's how you pass block the guy didn't even <laughs> leave the line of scrimmage but anyway here's slide left nine double pass Danny Orful gets it we, we sort of slide left. That means we all the linemen slide and hit the guy. And so we're sliding left. He goes one, two, three, and he throws a lateral out here. Doring steps, comes back, and catches it. Now, Arby goes like he's going to block that guy. And as soon as he comes up, he, he, he goes behind him. And uh, the end zone was, uh, or the flag was about right like that. Now, we got these guys coming across in case he stays back. Uh, uh, and Chris would maybe look for this guy next coming across. I think this guy went with him and so forth. So he fires it out here. Aubrey goes here. Chris threw a beautiful pass. I'm going to tell you, he hit him. Safety's coming over. He catches it. and He went out of bounds on the one-yard line. And then the next play, uh, Danny Audible actually and hit Chris Doring uh, on a little slant to put us up 24-23. Judd Davis made the extra point. But this was one of Aubrey Hill's uh, – Many plays uh, that uh, he contributed. I think he won three SECs in his four years as a player. Aubrey Hill, great gator, and uh, we'll miss him. Uh, Chris threw a beautiful pass. It's amazing how well all these guys could pass. Travis, Travis McGriff was a good passer. You know, guys that can catch, I guess, can throw pretty well also. But uh, slide left nine double pass. Helped us uh, beat Bama 24-23. 94 SEC champs. So, that was a fun day. <laughs> really good stuff. I love when he does that. Chalk Talk brought to you by Meldon Law. With over 40 years of experience, Meldon Law, where you matter most. Well, help me, but you had some guys who were receivers who were high school quarterbacks. Well, right? Yeah, I believe so. Um, well, didn't Quezzy? Quezzy, yeah, Quizzy. right, yeah. You know, Willie was a good thrower. Willie Jackson could throw it. Alonzo Sullivan could throw That's it. That's right. Um, yeah, we we had some dudes that could throw the, the the double pass or throw it back to the quarterback. Yeah. Shane caught a touchdown pass against Kentucky uh, in the '91 game here in the swamp. Uh, Alonzo Johnson threw it Alonzo back to Sullivan, you. Alonzo Sullivan, yes, sir. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
All right, we'll take a break. Come back. Much more on Inside the Huddle, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Everybody out there listening has a great understanding of sports, and that means we all know that injuries are inevitable, and they can sometimes cause lots of stress in our lives. So that's why Titan MRI wants to make the process of finding out what's wrong as easy as possible. Their entire mindset is helping you get better, and they'll even have your scan read same day. Located right in the heart of Gainesville off of Newberry Road, access is awesome. No long walks from a parking garage, you can just walk right in and smile, knowing that Joe and the crew at Titan MRI are going to get you all fixed up. Gators Dockside is your Gators Sports Headquarters. We've got the most games on the most screens, including our three huge projector screens. So rep your orange and blue, bring your friends, and join us for the best wings in town as chosen by the Gainesville Suns People's Choice Awards. We're also serving up mouth-watering burgers, sandwiches, and salads. And don't forget about our daily two-for-one specials on select drafts, house wine, and liquor. Make Dockside your Gator Sports Headquarters and never miss a minute of the action. See you at Gators. Uh, hey everybody, Steve Spurrier here. Uh, we're opening Spurrier's Gridiron Grill in Celebration Point right here in Gainesville. We need five-star recruits to fill the positions. I'm inviting you to come one-on-one with a meet and greet with our management team September the 9th at Hotel Indigo Celebration Point and learn all about our job opportunities with the restaurant. That's September the 9th. We plan to meet at Hotel Indigo at Celebration Point. See you there. Hi, I'm Coach Steve Spurrier, and I am a member of the Campus USA Credit Union. The Gator Nation has been counting on Campus USA Credit Union for over 80 years. Campus supports the Gators and our community. Campus membership is open to all UF students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Come see why over 100,000 members, like me, count on Campus USA Credit Union. So put some star power to work in your financial life. Visit CampusCU.com and join today. When it comes to info technology, things change fast. That's why we're here. From servers to cybersecurity, My IT Masters is your one-stop shop for all your technology needs. So you can focus on your core business, not IT. Our professional staff handles all your network monitoring to make sure you stay connected wherever, whenever. And with service plans based on flat monthly fees, you'll get customized service and support for one affordable price. Small or large business, for all your IT needs, turn to the masters. My IT Masters. The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Weekday afternoons at 4 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. And now, more of Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world Connect more with crime prevention security systems and easily view cameras at your home or business. Contact them today at cpss.net. Welcome back to Inside the Huddle. You know, there are games coming up uh, this week, and there's more of them, more teams getting going. Not too many, but so we'll do our game to look for. Brought to you by My IT Masters, your one-stop shop for your businesses, technology solutions. From voiceover IP to cybersecurity, nobody does IT like the master. All right, Shannon, we'll start with you. What do you look at? What game are you looking forward to? Well, here? I'm anxious to see what the semis look like uh, in year one with Mike Norvell. They got Georgia Tech coming to town. Uh, be year two of the Georgia Tech uh, new offense. So uh, I want to see if Florida State's 
disciplined if they can get lined up and how they play. And how they can block. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They haven't blocked too well these last past few years. What do you got, Steve? Yeah, I'll go with the uh, Notre Dame-Duke game. Uh, the Dukies have practiced a whole bunch now, and uh, hopefully they're ready to go. And uh, there was a lot of conversation about Notre Dame. Will they possibly join the ACC full-time? If they enjoy competing and if they get to the championship game and uh, play Clemson, uh, maybe that's something that they would think is better than just playing a whole bunch of teams. Uh, it would break with tradition, but uh, you know why Notre Dame doesn't have to be in a conference and everybody else has to still baffles me. But it seems like uh, – the people that run college football say that's okay. They can be their own uh, conference. They can play their schedule all over the country, and, and that's just what they do. But uh, to me, it would make sense to have them in the conference. It, it would make sense to have those five champs get in a playoff and maybe add three other teams. It's only one more week of games if you went to eight teams in the playoff. It would give uh, the non-Power Five uh, teams that are really good, like UCF that claimed it a few years ago, and give them a chance to jump in there, uh, those three extra spots also. So I don't know if it'll happen, but uh, that's my suggestion. Okay. Game to look for for me, Syracuse, North Carolina. Uh, Matt Brown has done a pretty nice job, and he's got a pretty good quarterback in Howell. I was a little surprised that, that Carolina was this good because uh, the previous group there um, kind of didn't leave a whole lot, but they've gotten pretty good fast. We'll see in a league game. You know how they do. So Syracuse and North Carolina, the game I'm looking for, with an asterisk Thursday because Miami and their transfer quarterback, King, and they were abysmal on offense last year. Shane. They were horrible. Um, you know, I'm anxious to see if Miami can be much improved offensively with him. And that's a transfer quarterback. Duke has a transfer quarterback, Chase Bryce from Clemson. Uh, it just seems like we're talking about transfer quarterbacks every year. Yeah. All right. That's our game to look for. Brought to you by My IT Masters. We'll take a break. Come back. We'll wrap up our Inside the Huddle for this week. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Crime Prevention Security Systems has provided security and life safety to families and businesses in Gainesville and surrounding areas since 1975. Their mobile app makes security and home automation easy to use and affordable. With fast access to lighting control, doorbell cameras, and thermostats, crime prevention and security, and so much more. Contact them today, 352-376-1499 or cpss.net. I'm Steve Spurrier, and I'm here to tell you I got the SUV that I drive from Davis. Well, Coach, you're not the only one because I got the vehicle that I drive from Davis Gainesville Chevrolet. But the question is now, how do we get everybody else in town to jump on the Davis bandwagon? Davis, where you can find the perfect car, truck, or SUV that you're searching for. Well, you heard, Coach. What you waiting for? Log on to GainesvilleChevy.com, or better yet, head to Main Street and check out all the great things going on at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet. Davis is my dealer of choice. Levántate con el mejor café cubana y comida cubana norte de Miami. Uh, I need the English version today, please. Wake up to the best Cuban food and coffee north of Miami with Miapa Latin Cafe. Their breakfast sandwiches and arepas are made using the most authentic ingredients. Enjoy Cuban classics like ropa vieja and arroz con pollo. With great food, affordable prices, and friendly service from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day, you can't beat the Miapa way. Visit them at either of their locations in Gainesville and Alachua. Miapa Latin Cafe a proud supporter of the Florida Gators.
Gators Dockside is your Gators Sports Headquarters. We've got the most games on the most screens, including our three huge projector screens. So rep your orange and blue, bring your friends, and join us for the best wings in town as chosen by the Gainesville Suns People's Choice Awards. We're also serving up mouth-watering burgers, sandwiches, and salads. And don't forget about our daily two-for-one specials on select drafts, house wine, and liquor. Make Dockside your Gator Sports Headquarters and never miss a minute of the action. See you at Gators. This is Shane Matthews. Thank you for listening to Inside the Huddle with myself, Steve Russell, and the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier. For more Gator insight, interviews with Gator greats, and a wide range of sports media, make sure you check out my podcast, Pot Up with Matthews in the Morning. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or watch live on Facebook and YouTube, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Pod up with Shane Matthews in the mornings from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Monday through Fridays. He's a Gator legend. From pylon to pylon, oh, we are your home for all things football. 63 yard touchdown, and the ball game is tied. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 a.m. WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier continues right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And at Titan MRI, no insurance is no problem. And at Titan MRI, they have same-day scheduling available. So call them up. Start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. Welcome back as we wrap up our first Inside the Huddle of the Year. And this is a cool thing. Uh, let's, And I'm sure Gator fans will remember this date because it has ushered in a ton of success in this program over the last 30 years. This date, back in 1990, some guy named Steve Spurrier coaches his first game back at the University of Florida. Pretty cool stuff, Steve. Yeah, somebody, you told me today was the day, September 8th of 1990. Yeah, I remember talking to Shane in the locker room, and I said, Shane, what do you want to do on the first play? He said, I don't know, screen or draw, something like that, Coach? I said, no, nah, let's go ahead and throw it down the field. He said, okay, let's go. <laughs> so we went bang, 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 and got down the seven-yard line and had a little toss sweep to Dexter McNabb. Yeah, he ran it in for about seven hours, so we scored inside of two minutes. So that was, that was a fun drive. Tell me something. How confident were you and how confident was your team knowing what you did under him in practices and the system you were running? When you went out that tunnel that day, how confident were you? Well, I think we were confident, but I think we needed to do something to, yeah. to gain that confidence. And, gosh, I don't think you could have drawn up a, a, a movie script better than the way it started, you know. And it, and it wasn't like we were playing uh, – you know, one of those directional schools. Yeah. I mean, it's Oklahoma State, you know, and two years before, I think Barry Sanders, Barry Sanders won the Heisman Trophy. So they had some good players, but I think they didn't know what to expect uh, playing us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was funny, Coach. Yeah, I remember uh, Jack Hairston was a sports writer here then, and uh, we were 12 point favorites, and Jack wrote, he said, I think that's a little too high. I think the Gators will win, but I don't see how we can cover 12 points. <laughs> and uh, that was because we used to let the media watch our scrimmages. And the last scrimmage against our defense, we'd been going against them 
you know, all preseason pretty much. I don't know if we, I don't think we scored, did we, Shane? I mean, yeah. it was it was ugly for the offense. But uh, I told our guys, don't worry, we don't have to play against our defense. We'll know what Oklahoma State does. And they actually had a sort of defensive scheme where we, we knew the coverage just about every play, depending on our formation. So uh, teams are not that easy to throw against as nowadays as they were back then. And one thing, Steve, I've told you this. I've always respected you because when you came here, you know, you said there was talent. You inherited talent in that 1990 team. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they were all here. Terrence Barber, Ernie Mills, Trey Everett. I didn't recruit any of those guys. Didn't recruit Shane. You know, all those coaches that sort of say, wait till I get my guys here, that's a bad excuse. You know, there's players everywhere. You just got to motivate them and give them a good plan, and, and hopefully you got some guys that really want to be successful. And those guys were here, that 90 team. They uh, they got a lot of pride, and I hear from them all the time. Terrence Barber calls up about once every two weeks and so forth. And I got a letter from Mark Murray, our defensive end, recently because I mentioned that 90 was our first SEC championship team. We didn't get recognized. That's okay. Uh, those guys want it, and uh, I'll always recognize them, that's for sure. Yep, that's for sure. Uh, final thing here in our, in our last minute. Um, as you look ahead here, what are some things, Shane, that you're looking forward to seeing in a year that is not going to be normal? Do, do you think things will change a lot, or once football's played, it'll sort of get back to normal? Well, I, I think the biggest thing that I'm anxious to see when, when the SEC, even the ACC this weekend, is, is how defenses play. Because I think defense is so much drawn from the intensity, the getting energy from the crowd, and it's not going to have a crowd. You know, I don't even know if we're going to have the band in the stands. It's just going to be awkward. So I'm anxious to see, because I think offensively you have to think. You know, but defense is all emotion. How do they, they perform without a raucous crowd? Well, that is going to about wrap up our Inside the Huddle, our first one of the year for today. We thank you for tuning in, however you are doing. So don't forget, we are back here every Tuesday at 10 a.m., and we'll have another show for you next week with another slate of games. We'll look back at what's going on this week as well. Thanks to Seth Harp for producing it. We thank you for listening. For Coach Steve Spurrier, Shane Matthews, I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll see you at noon on Sports Scene. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Worry less and connect more with crime prevention security systems. View cameras at your home or business or prevent package theft with their doorbell camera. Crime prevention provides security and life safety with affordable packages and an easy-to-use app that gives mobile control of your home or business. Get a text notification when the kids get home from school or be notified if you forgot to set the alarm when you left. You can even get a notification if you didn't close the garage door. For home or office, crime prevention can do it all. Contact your local team at Crime Prevention Security Systems, winners of the best of the best in Gainesville, and the Ethics and Business Award. Trust the team at Crime Prevention to secure your home, family, and business. They're large enough to serve you, small enough to care. It's intercepted by Florida. Touchdown! Thanks for listening to Inside the Huddle with former Gator QB Shane Matthews, WRUF's Steve Russell, and Hall of Famer, the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier. 
If you'd like to ask Coach a question, email your questions to questions at insidethehuddlehbc.com. Podcasts are available at WRUF.com, the WRUF app, and anywhere you get your podcasts. What? Inside the Huddle is paid for by Weeby Marketing and produced by the University of Florida's ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Broadcasting live from the Anajar and Levine Studios, Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Call 1-800-747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. From the College of Journalism and Communications, the 